everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Backseat Directors. I am your host, Andre Hutchins, and thank you so much for downloading this podcast and for tuning in. I cannot begin to tell you guys how excited I am to be doing this podcast, and it really has been a long time coming. The idea for this podcast has been in my head for quite a while, and I finally feel ready to take the plunge, and I promise you guys we are going to have some fun. So to give you some insight as to how Uh, this idea came to fruition, I'll just begin by telling you that I love movies. But it's more than just watching a movie, I love going to the movies. And for me, the theater has always held a sense of magic and everything about going to the movies. The anticipation leading up to seeing the movie, the unknown, the crowds inside the theater, the smell of popcorn. When you go to the movies, you get to take a break from life and it's like being transported to another world. And for just a moment, you get to leave your world behind and experience someone else's world and someone else's reality. It is absolutely one of my most favorite pastimes. And to think I can now sit here, talk about movies, and share my love of movies with all of you out there is so fantastic. And a lot of thanks goes to my wife, Amy. She has been my number one supporter from day one, and I would have never had the guts enough to do this without her continual encouragement. I've also had a lot of help from family and friends to help put everything together, and I really do hope you enjoy the productions I put out. And just know that each episode, it will only get better with time. And so what is Backseat Directors? Well, Backseat Directors is an entertainment podcast dedicated to providing quality, spoiler-free, movie reviews and recommendations on all the latest and greatest Hollywood hits. But I think the most fun about this podcast is that I'm not the only Backseat Director. You can be a backseat director. Any one of our listeners can be a backseat director. And you guys can join me on the podcast to review a movie. So if you want to join me on the show, follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and join in on the discussion. And so what I'll do for future episodes is I'll announce what movie I plan to go see. And if you see that movie around the same time, you can message me at Backseat Directors and we'll choose you to be on the show. But for today, the first episode, I'm going to go it alone. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. So for this week's movie and our very first movie review, we're going to be taking a look at Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And now I know what some of you might be thinking, that this is not a new or recent release, that this movie's been out since December. And you'd be right, it has been out for almost four months now, but I just got done seeing this movie for the fourth time, so it's still pretty fresh on my mind. And yes, I did say four times. And for those of you who don't know me, that might seem excessive, but for this Star Wars nerd, I'm actually only scratching the surface. So what is Rogue One? Well, it's a Star Wars movie, and what more do you need to know? I really do hope everyone listening has already gone to see it. And no, don't worry, I will not be revealing any spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it yet. But if you haven't, honestly, what the heck are you doing? Go and see it after listening to this podcast first, of course. Rogue One, it's the story of Jyn Erso and a small band of rebels who, against insurmountable odds, attempt to steal the plans to the evil Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star. Movie details. Rogue One was released into theaters on Friday, December 16th last year, 2016. It has a running time of 2 hours and 13 minutes, and it's rated PG-13 for sci-fi violence and action. And Rogue One, it stars Felicity Jones as Jyn Erso. You might remember Felicity Jones from her role in The Theory of Everything. Also, Diego Luna plays Cassian Andor, Forrest Whitaker as Saw Guerrera, and Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Erso. 
Uh, Rogue One is directed by Gareth Edwards. Uh, he's kind of a newer director on the scene, but he is known for uh, directing the film Godzilla, the 2014 version of Godzilla. But there's also a movie on Netflix. It's kind of one of my cult classic favorites, but it's called Monsters. Um, so yeah, go on Netflix, watch it right now. It's actually pretty good. Um, so Rogue One it had a budget of around $200 million. Uh, it seems actually quite large, and it, and it is, but when you hear how the opening weekend did, it kind of puts everything into perspective. So the opening weekend, which is three days, it includes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, opening weekend for Rogue One was over $155 million in just three days. And to date, the movie has grossed over $1 billion worldwide which means that it is the seventh highest grossing film on the domestic box office list. Backseat Directors Movie Review. Okay, before I jump into my movie review for Rogue One, I kind of want to give a backstory to how Rogue One fits into the Star Wars franchise. Rogue One is not your average Star Wars movie, and it plays a very significant role in the franchise for so many different reasons. So when George Lucas, who is the father and creator of Star Wars, decided to sell Lucasfilm, his own company that he started, to Disney in 2012, he was ultimately handing over the keys to everything Star Wars and putting them into the hands of the white-gloved Mickey Mouse. Um, Also, side note, when he did sell uh, Lucasfilm, which does include Star Wars, he sold it for over $4 billion. That's a pretty nice payout. So it also means when Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens came out in December 2015, that was the very first Star Wars film ever to not have George Lucas involved on any level, not as director, not as a producer or writer, not even as a consultant. And the same actually goes for Rogue One. But on another level that Rogue One was groundbreaking is that it is the very first live feature Star Wars film that does not center around the main protagonist's family. The Skywalkers. What I mean is that Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2 are not main characters in Rogue One. And this is the first time that we see Jen Erso and company and that they've ever been introduced into the Star Wars canon. So Lucasfilm refers to Rogue One as a standalone film, meaning it, has, it's, it's, it is a story outside of the main story. It all feeds together and it coincides, but Rogue One, it has no episode number. Now, if there was one thing that Lucasfilm did that left a lot of Star Wars fans kind of scratching their heads and even some upset over this decision, was that the opening of the movie is void of any Star Wars crawl. One of the most prominent and recognizable features to any Star Wars film is the opening descriptive crawl, and it was removed. It might not seem like much, um, like such a huge deal to the average moviegoer, but it was a very significant decision made by Lucasfilm to help the movie stand out and set it apart from the other saga films. And one more significant difference that Rogue One has from all other Star Wars movies is that this is the very first Star Wars film that does not feature John Williams as the soundtrack composer. That's right, our beloved John Williams, who's world-renowned, not only for his iconic work done on the original Star Wars movies, but also Indiana Jones, Jaws, Home Alone, Jurassic Park, and Harry Potter, All of those movie soundtracks were composed and written by Williams. So um, John Williams, he actually did compose a soundtrack to The Force Awakens. And it has been said that he will continue to work on the next saga films, so episode 8 and 9. But the Rogue One soundtrack was composed by Michael Giacchino. 
So then I know there are a lot of reasons as to why Lucasfilm decided to uh, not have John Williams um, compose the soundtrack. Um, you know, but my personal opinion is that it is twofold. One, John Williams, he is turning 84 this year, and Lucasfilm will be cranking out a Star Wars movie every year for the next five years. And that is a ton of work for a man um, of 84 years. But also, I believe it's just another way to set Rogue One apart from the regular Star Wars films. I actually really like the music behind Rogue One. I thought that Michael Giacchino did a great job, especially with the weight of knowing that you are the first composer to follow in the footsteps of the legendary John Williams. You know, but as different and unique as Rogue One was from every other Star Wars movie, I loved it. And no, this is not just because of my love affair with all things Star Wars, and you may think that I do have somewhat of a biased opinion, (laughs) but it was actually a very well-done movie. You know, the story, it moved swiftly through beautiful, vast landscapes, and from the opening scene, it kept me fully captivated. The story moves in such a way that you become fully entrenched into this mission by these band of rebels and their ultimate objective to steal the Death Star plans. There are obviously some things that I think that they could have improved on in the movie. Uh, for one, I, I really wish that they would have fleshed out Felicity Jones's character, Jen Erso, some more. You know, for, for her being the main protagonist of the movie, I felt like we really didn't get to know her enough. There are huge chunks of her life that are just completely unknown to the audience. And the same goes for Diego Luna's character, Cassian Andor. There was just enough given about the backstory of both of these characters for me to be just really wanting more and to know more about them. But it also would have helped to, um, it it also would have helped explain the internal conflict these characters were experiencing when they were facing really difficult decisions. But probably my biggest critique of the movie has got to be the most bizarre scene that I've ever seen in any Star Wars film. A scene that just felt, felt too distracting from the main plot and just really unnecessary. Bodhi Rook and the Boar Gullet, yeah, that weird octopus-looking monster that Saul Guerrero uses to interrogate Bodhi, poor Bodhi Rook uh, for information. Even after my fourth viewing, I still can't really get over it. I know that the Star Wars galaxy is full of strange and exotic creatures, and all the other films have them in them, but I really think they could have done without this scene. Now onto the highlights. Okay, the highlights of the movie for me, and probably my biggest takeaways are these. Okay, for one, I loved the droid character K2SO. K2SO is played by Alan Tudyk. And then Chirrut Imwe, the blind monk warrior, played by Donnie Yen. Both of these characters brought a much-needed sense of comic relief to a very, um, otherwise a very heavy war movie. And these two characters were the ones that I admired the most throughout the film. And the two that left the biggest impression on me after seeing the film. My second highlight would be the last 20 to 30 minutes of the film. Honestly, these last 20 minutes are some of the most captivating and entertaining sequences of any film I've ever seen. You are going to feel a very wide range of emotions through the final chapter of this movie, and it is beautiful. Okay, and my final and last takeaway from the movie is that not having George Lucas write and direct any more Star Wars movies might actually be a very good thing. And this is hard for me to say. I mean, how could the man who invented Star Wars actually help the Star Wars franchise by walking away? Well, to sum it up in three three words, all I have to say is Jar Jar Binks. Our recommendation. 
Now, what I plan on doing for this episode and all subsequent episodes after this is to use a scale, and it's just a fairly simple scale, um, for recommending movies on backseat directors. Um, So there will be three tiers of approval, and tier one, or the highest level of recommendation, will be go see it, meaning, yes, I think this movie is well worth the price of admission, and to go see it while it's still in theaters. Next tier, tier two, will be maybe wait, meaning you might like it, (laughs) you might like it enough to see it in theaters, but waiting until it comes out on video or when you can rent it might be your more might be more to your liking. And lastly, the third and lowest tier, tier three, will be no go. These are the kind of movies that really leave me wondering how these movies ever got approved by any movie studio. So you can probably already guess what my recommendation will be for Rogue One. And not to anyone's surprise, it is definitely a go see it movie. Now it's time for some get to know you questions. So the final and last segment for all future episodes of the podcast, not this episode, just because I'm going it alone, but all future episodes when I do have a guest on, I will, I'm going to ask them some guest questions. And these questions just kind of help us get to know the person who will be co-hosting and doing a backseat director's movie review with me, but also kind of helps us uh, share in the diversity of what we like and don't like about movies. So the first question that I will ask, and these this is just kind of a preview so you guys can kind of know what to expect on future episodes. But the first question will be, what is your Desert Island movie? Second question, what is your favorite movie theater snack? Third question, what was the first movie that ever made you cry? Fourth question, do you have a favorite director? And the last and final question is, if you could change the ending of any movie, which would it be and how would you change it? And that is the Backseat Directors Podcast, and this is the end of our first inaugural episode. You guys, thank you so much for downloading this podcast and for tuning in. I can't tell you how excited I am for the future and what lies ahead. I look forward to interacting with all of you on social media. We'll have an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook account that will be announced very soon. And until next week, I am Andre Hutchins, and this has been Backseat Directors. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast.